Hey, home group leaders. This is your host, Matthew, with the home group heads up, preparing you for the next week's discussion. We got Perry in the room with me. Super excited to be talking about the I am statement. Uh, I am the way, the truth, and the life this week. It'll be a good week. First, a few things for you coming up. Uh, first is starting point happening on February 21st. Uh, if you have new people in your group, would you just point them that way? Would you give them a personal invite to that? Uh, starting points of lunch that we have for new people around Calvary to come meet the staff, hear a little bit more about what's happening at Calvary, as well as to meet other new people and, and make connections there as well. Uh, it's completely free. We provide lunch. I believe at all three campuses, there's going to be some form of childcare as well. Uh, but you can point them to the website, calvarybible.com slash starting point to sign up there. Uh, once again, that's February 21st after our second service, the 1045 one on each of the our three campuses. Next week is going to be our last week in the I am series. We're going to be talking about the I am the true vine statement from Jesus. It'll be a good week. Uh, then the week after that, so in two weeks, it'll be a campus-specific uh, sermon on each of our three campuses. So with that, we're not going to be putting out any sermon questions, but that is a great week for you to take advantage and do a social gathering where you, you really work on building the relationships in your group. Or if you need to take that week off, that's a great week to take a breather as well. Uh, whether you're meeting online or in person, though, there's some great ideas that you can have for doing a social gathering. If, if you're meeting in person, maybe you do a potluck. Eating food is always great. Or if you're meeting online, maybe find some fun questions or, or an online activity that you can do together just to yeah, foster some relationship growth with your group as well. Turning to this week's discussion, Perry, can you give us an overview of what to expect? Sure. So big picture, um, it's just good to step back a little bit and be reminded of what's going on in the book of John. Um, Jesus, right after he raised Lazarus from the, from the um, tomb, then he has this exchange with um, Mary and with Martha about how he was the resurrection and the life, which we looked at last week. But right immediately after this event, we have this shift in Jesus's ministry where it goes from a public ministry to a private ministry. The Jewish leaders are irate that Jesus would do this, that he would raise Lazarus from the grave, and they are threatened by Jesus knowing that the whole world will go after him now, that people will follow him, and they will, they've, the religious leaders feel threatened. Um, they believe that Jesus's popularity will cause them to lose their own power and their own authority in society there in Palestine and Israel. So because of that, um, Jesus's ministry then shifts to uh, more of a private direction. And so the conversation that we're looking at this week is between Jesus and his disciples. Now we're, we're focusing in on John 14, specifically verse 6, but the whole run-up to John 14, 6 is really important. So I would encourage you as leaders to go back into chapter 13 and just do a little digging around there. And what you'll see is that Jesus' statement in John 14, 1 says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe in also in me. And the, the reason the disciples' hearts might be troubled is because Jesus has just told them that Judas is going to betray him. 
that Jesus is going to be leaving them for a while and that um, Peter will disown him. So there's all of these things going on, and, and you can only just imagine the disciples being particularly troubled by the fact that Jesus is going away. And so the questions that uh, we'll be looking at this week all have that context kind of looming in the background there. Um, Jesus says, I'm going away. In my Father's house there are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also, and you know the way to where I'm going. So then that sets up verse 6. Verse 5, Thomas, one of the disciples, asks him, We do not know where you're going. How can we know the way to your Father's house? And Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. So Jesus is responding to Thomas's question. This is a great standalone verse, though, that we, um, maybe you've heard it, maybe you've quoted it, and it just helps us orient ourselves to the gospel message. I am the way, the truth, and the life, that Jesus is those things. But here's a huge problem with that statement in our culture and our society. It's kind of exclusive. And I'm, by kind of, I mean totally exclusive. Have you ever had an experience, Matthew, where maybe people have accused you of believing in this religion where it's so exclusive, it's closed-minded, because you're saying Jesus is the only way? Have you ever heard of that happening? Absolutely. Uh, I think Thomas brings this up in his sermon, uh, not to get into the details, but brought up a good point of for the past couple decades-ish, We've, as a culture, we've been saying truth is relative. We can get to heaven many different ways. And so, yeah, in the conversations that I've had with people about Jesus of, uh, yeah, he's one way that has come up that like I've had people say that to me a few times of he's one way. He's not the way. Yeah. So this is something that just immediately can be offensive. So in the questions this week, we're going to give you an opportunity to talk about that. Is this an exclusive claim? And if so, how does that compare with other claims about faith, about religion, or even uh, claims that an agnostic or an atheist might make? Are those exclusive claims also? And, you know, at the end of the day, I hope you'll have a really good discussion in your group about that and hopefully see how, yeah, Jesus is making, uh, in an unmistakable way, a highly exclusive claim about who he is and about how we human beings can have access to the father and that it's only through him, but every other religious system makes exclusive claims as well. And so do those who say that, um, there is no way to God. There is no God that in and of itself is an exclusive claim as well. So hopefully we'll put that kind of a fear or maybe an obstacle in perspective this week in some of your discussion questions. We're going to give you a chance, though, also just to talk more, to drill down into this whole idea of what it means for Jesus to be the way, not just somebody who knows the way, who can give you directions to the way, to to the Father or to heaven, to salvation, but that Jesus is saying, I am the way, that it's only through me. So Jesus is the way, and then the truth and the life are just different aspects of how he is the way. He's, he is the true revelation of who God is. And in that regard, 
that makes him the way to God. And he is the life giver, the one who gives us life at creation, but also gives us eternal life. And in that case, he's the way as well. So when Jesus responds, I am the way, the truth, and the life, he's really, the emphasis is focusing on how he is the way. And the truth and the life are just elements of what it means for him to serve that role as being the way to the Father and the Father's house. Which is a, a really comforting claim in its exclusivity that that Jesus states like, hey, you know the way. I am the way. I am right. the truth. I am the life. Uh, if you know me, I will bring you to the place that I am going which in a strange way is a comforting fact of, mm-hmm. of even if it's exclusive of there's only one way, uh, it's not a secret way. He has come to reveal himself to us and tells us who he is, tells us how to believe in him, how to follow him. And so in that, it's it's this super comforting, at least for me, of yeah. I can have security in, in knowing that Jesus is who he says he is. Especially because he says these these things before he goes and gets betrayed and uh, is crucified and rises again. It's almost like he he proves it in his actions after uh, with the passion um, episode and and when he is uh, when he I'm fumbling over my words here when he raises from the dead himself. It it proves his statements. Yeah, and I think the last thing I'll say about it is that we're going to invite you as a group to kind of. Put yourself into the passage this week. So Jesus, again, starts off the passage by saying, do not let your hearts be troubled. We're all facing troubles of various kinds. Um, you might face troubles because of COVID, because of your job, because of your relationships, your, your marriage, your family, or your loneliness during this season. There are all different kinds of things that can cause us, cause our hearts to be troubled. So how is it comforting to us to know that Jesus has prepared a way for us in the Father's house. You know, think about even just that idea of how the Father's house, hmm, I wonder if maybe my deepest longings that I have in my life might be fulfilled or satisfied in the Father's house. And just like you said, Matthew, the comfort that we can draw from the fact that Jesus has said, I am the way. There is no mystery to this. There's no... There's no role in this that you have to play according to your own strength or ability or your intelligence or any of those kinds of things, but that Jesus has made the way for us. It's not something that we can achieve our way to or try to perform our way to, but Jesus himself has become the way for us to the Father's house where we have perfect fellowship with him and with each other. I mean, it's just a glorious picture to think about and hopefully gives us hope even in a day or a situation where our hearts might be troubled. Yeah. Hey, that going deeper section uh, that's tagged on there at the end, it is extra credit, but for those of you that are feeling up for it, could be a really cool discussion to have in your home group as we um, talk about this exclusive claim that uh, Christ is uh, the only way. Uh, it's just having that conversation around um, that exclusive claim, but also some other exclusive claims that go the other way of, well, Christianity can't be the only way to God. Um, but it, it's a good discussion. Take time, time to think through that yourself and maybe bring it to your group. 
Uh, if you have any questions or, or need any support from us, we would love to come alongside of you uh, to help walk through some of those difficult things. Don't be afraid to reach out. We're praying for you. We're so thankful. Have a good week.